Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Rolling along, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Again, the news kind of developing around us as we speak here, although I'm not really sure how to quantify the significance of the news. But there is a an app that tracks celebrities' private jets, and that app is telling us that in the last hour or thereabouts, Tiger Woods' plane landed near Augusta, Georgia. I know where that area is, that FBO there. Near Augusta, Georgia is the right way to describe it. That's where you fly into if you are flying into Augusta, Georgia to play or to to attend the Masters or to play at the Masters. So that's right. So is Tiger there because he wants to get his feet under him and figure out how he's going to do this? Or is he there for other reasons? There's no obvious reason I can think of why he would need to be there the Tuesday, the week before the Masters, if he wasn't planning on trying to get out there and play some rounds, walk the golf course, see how he feels over the course of the next week, and maybe take a legitimate shot at playing the Masters, which would have been unfathomable, I think, as recently as just a few weeks ago. I, th- I find it very difficult to believe that a week before he would you know, theoretically need to be there, if he weren't playing, that he'd be there now. It's see, like If we're just looking at, you like to use the term Occam's razor, right? It's much likelier that Tiger Woods wants to give it a go, right? right? And if, yes. And for whatever it's worth, the last event Tiger Woods has played was the 2020 Masters. He played three events that, that, that year. The Masters that year because of the pandemic was in November. The accident happened early the next year. Tiger Woods has not played since the 2020 Masters. That was his last event. Right. So it isn't two years uh, because that was when, the, as you just said, the event was played um, in November because of COVID. So, look, I don't know what to make of this. I, 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 it would obviously be phenomenal. And I will know. Let's put it this way. As they, no one does a better job of keeping private things private than Augusta National. But there's no way in the world that he will be there today or tomorrow, and be playing, and we won't know it. There's just no way. You can't, there'll be helicopters flying, I mean, drones, I don't know what it is. We will know. So sit tight. We're going to know one way or the other relatively soon. Uh, this is Greeny. I remind you, tune into the ESPN Daily Podcast with a deep dive into a big story from one of our reporters presented by Supercuts, available wherever you enjoy your podcast. All right, there is a, there is a statistic from the NBA that I am really thrown by, and I need everybody's help in deciding how I should react to it. So I mentioned this yesterday. I have the great privilege for the first time in my life and career of being a voter for the NBA postseason awards, which I'm thrilled about because I'm doing the NBA shows now for ESPN. They gave me a vote. I got to vote for the all-star teams, which I'm thrilled. I love doing And I'm going to get to vote for the NBA postseason awards, including, of course, the biggest one, which is MVP. And there was a moment in time where I thought John Morant of Memphis was the leading candidate for that award. And that team is having a magnificent season and clearly is the most pleasant surprise in the NBA. So if MVP is a narrative award, part of that narrative is always which team is most greatly achieving relative to expectation, is there any argument that that team is Memphis, right? Memphis is the second best record in the NBA. Who saw that coming? We thought they were a play-in team entering the season. I don't know, that, I don't know anybody that thought they'd be a two-seed. I want to go back now and check what their preseason over-under was because I'm sure they blew past that weeks ago. For sure. So, so I think that despite 
um, the brilliant seasons that Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid and Giannis are having, that certainly John Morant under normal circumstances would have to have been in the mix. But here's the thing. The Grizzlies this year, without John Morant on the floor, are 18-2. and two. That is a winning percentage of 900, which is the highest in any season by any team when playing without an All-Star. In the whole history of the NBA, <laughs> no team has ever played that well without an All-Star on the floor. Listen to this. In those 20 games, they've outscored their opponents by 379 points. That is a points-per-game differential of 19. They are averaging winning games by 19 points when he doesn't play, which is also the by far the highest point differential for any team in any season in which their All-Star did not play. They've actually won their last eight in a row that he didn't play, all of them coming by double digits. That's never happened before. They're the first team in NBA history to win eight consecutive games by 10 or more points when their all-star from that season does not play. So I ask you, as a voter and one who I want, I'm going to take this very seriously, voting for these awards. Can I not vote for him? Because his team is so good without him, how does that, these ridiculous statistics, it's one thing if they treaded water, held, serve, whatever the case might be without him. They've been the best team in the NBA when he doesn't play. They're 18-2, and and they win every game by 20 points. How does that factor into an MVP vote? Hembo, I ask you. Well, I, I guess before I'm able to answer that, I need to ask you a question being what is a, a, a bigger or, or sharper red flag for you? Is the fact that he's missed 20 games or the fact that they've won 18 of them? I, I don't, to me, there are two parts of this discussion. I'm not sure quite where to start. Well, so Embiid has missed 13 games. Giannis has missed 13 games. Doncic has missed 17 games. They've all missed games. Part of that is COVID. And part of it is not. And part of his is legitimate injury. I don't think he has rested much. So, yes, the number of games he has missed total, because I'm a dinosaur, will factor in. Guys who do a ton of resting, a ton of load management, that is going to factor into my MVP award and my voting, and I say that unapologetically. Unapologetically. If you are not playing in games that you are 100% capable of playing in, that somehow factors into how valuable you are to a team all year long. But it... Look, even I cannot pretend that is the be-all, end-all anymore. So I will not hold against him the fact that he has missed 20 games. Again, largely, I think he has been legitimately hurt for that period of time, including right now. But Nuno, they're the best team in the sport when he doesn't play. How does that factor into a person's MVP candidacy? So real quick, Tim Bontemps, who covers the NBA for us, every couple months does a... Uh, MVP straw bowl, and he actually posted one today. Uh, and Ja in that is ended up is fourth currently. No first place votes. Uh, you know, a lot of fourth place votes. Um, so I think that's kind of where it is. I don't think he is. 
I don't think you can give him a top three vote, but he belongs in that top five discussion, I think, at this point in time. And it says more about the Grizzlies that they're just able to, that they're so good that they're able to compete without him uh, and so forth. So I think that's where it is. He's a top five guy, but not quite there yet because of the fact that his team is so good without him. So in the straw poll, I was glancing at it yep. before. They have Jokic, then Embiid. Then Giannis, in that order, and all three of those are, for lack of a better word, unanimous, right? They're the only ones that were on everybody's ballot? Uh, yes, and 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 they flip, and currently in this edition, they flip-flop one and two. So Embiid last in February was one, now Jokic is number two, and th- uh, now Jokic is number one. And Jokic actually got some fifth-place votes in this straw poll. Um, and he has all the numbers. Yeah. I mean, his team just isn't at the top of the standings. He has... Jokic is putting up numbers the likes of which we've basically never seen, right? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Because he plays in Denver, and, and I, for whatever reason, he has been deemed unsexy by the sexy gods. Um, <laughs> he gets less attention relative to his accomplishment of any great player I can think of. Yeah, uh, Jokic is averaging 26, 14, and 11 on... Fifty-eight percent shoot. Can't even say it out loud without laughing. He is. You can't say it without laughing. His numbers are so such a ridiculous. Like I'm the biggest Philly fan, you know. Jokic is going to win the MVP this year, or at least he should. I I I think if the vote, if I had to vote today, I think I would vote. Let me ask you a question though. Let's say you get to number five on your ballot, and you're deciding between John Morant and LeBron James. Who would be who would you be more inclined to give that vote to? Here's the problem. I don't. Does LeBron James give a damn about a fifth place MVP vote? I guess what I'm saying is, I feel like it would be meaningful to give a kid like John Morant that kind of validation. And who do I think between the two of them deserves it more? That's a very hard question. LeBron's team sucks, and they're so bad. And but he's been so good. Let's put it this way: when you take LeBron off the Lakers. They're the worst team in the NBA. Mm-hmm. When you take Ja off the Grizzlies, they're the best team in the NBA. There's your answer. The, the, I, I mean, are you telling me I have to vote for LeBron James ahead of Ja Morant for my MVP I'm not vote? saying that you have to, but how you're choosing to define value. If you're going to look at how their teams are absent when they play, it is extremely obvious what the answer is. It's a very hard question. Again, I, I, I want to make it clear for anyone who is listening, and might, I may not have made this clear. I'm not talking about the top of my ballot. Right now, the top of my ballot is Jokic. Giannis is, I mean, excuse me, uh, Embiid would be up there. we got a week and a half left. I mean, crazy things can happen in this Eastern Conference. But it's hard for me to picture a scenario in which those two guys don't get my one and two vote. Then the question just becomes how I fill out the rest of my ballot. But as I said, I, I promised the guys when they offered me the vote, I'm going to take this really seriously. Um, and, and so I'll continue to bounce this stuff off of everybody here because I'm interested to know what the, the fans think. It's my decision. I will ultimately make the decision. But I can use all the input I can get. You know, starting stronger starts at AutoZone. They've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone with AutoZone. Coming up is an unimaginable trade about to happen. I say it has to. Greeny, the podcast. 
Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. A reminder, we got NBA action for you on most of these ESPN radio stations tonight. Mavericks Lakers, presented by Indeed, 7 Eastern tonight. On ESPN Radio. Don't know yet if LeBron James is going to play or not. And he is the subject of the question that I raised right before our break. When I said, is an unimaginable trade going to take place? In my view, it has to. And that trade is, I believe the Los Angeles Lakers should trade Anthony Davis this offseason. This year is a lost cause I think AD is going to come back and try and play. I think he and LeBron, they may even drag them through the play-in tournament, but they will get worked with a capital W. They're probably better off not getting out of the play-in. They're probably better off not making the play-in. They have no chance of winning. What, what good does it do any of those guys, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, you know, to beat, I'm just making this up now, I don't know, San Antonio in a play-in scenario and – and then, and then wind up playing Phoenix and getting swept. Any team in the league would take such pleasure in just humiliating them. Whatever. The point of it is they stink. So what does the future look like? If you've been with us, you've heard Brian Windhorst, both on the radio and the TV shows, talking about the organizational fatigue that hits uh, franchises in LeBron James' fourth year. He left Cleveland, excuse me, he left the Heat after four years. He left Cleveland after four years. And this is year four in L.A. What happens is LeBron shows up and through the force of his will and common sense, teams say we had better mortgage every ounce of our future to try and win right this minute. And it has worked. They won two titles in Miami. They won one in Cleveland. They've won one in L.A. But when you get to that fourth year, your organization is spent. You have no draft picks left. You have no capital. Everyone's tired. You're filled with old players, and that's what they are. Wendy made the point earlier, when he played his last game as a a member of the Miami Heat, when that game ended, three players on the team retired. (laughs) Like, And that's what's going to happen here. So they're going to find some way to move Westbrook, but they're not getting anything of value for him. So... If you're LeBron James, the obvious solution to this is to move on. But he's not going to. I don't think he leaves the Lakers. You don't leave L.A. when you're that age and that stage of your life. As Wendy put it, he loves his house in Brentwood and sitting there with the tequila or the wine or whatever it is and just enjoying life. Why not? He's earned it. 
He wants to stay in the lake in LA. He's going to play for the Lakers. So the question is, if he's ever going to win anything of consequence again, how are they going to replenish that roster? There's only one way to do it. And that is by trading Anthony Davis, who is, in my view anyway, about as overrated a commodity, an asset, as you could ever possibly have. Not a player. He's not a a dramatically overrated player. He is an overrated player, which is to say, at his best, he isn't a top five player in the NBA. He's not. He doesn't play that way. When he was healthy, did you watch that game he played against Giannis? Giannis took his soul that night. So, but he's not on Giannis's level. He's not on the level of some of those other guys, but he's still obviously a very good player. But what he's not is in any way reliable. He's always hurt. So the one year, it's not a coincidence, the one year he's ever won anything in the playoffs, he had like three months of rest before the playoffs began because of COVID. It's the only time he's ever won anything. And then no travel. And no travel. (laughs) So it, it was, it was. For the unhealthy player, it was, I mean, ironically, considering we were living in this time of great health concern, it was the best case scenario. So, Nuno, what I am positing is that if the Lakers are going to win anything of consequence in the near future, which is to say in the LeBron James era, they need to trade Anthony Davis this offseason. What do you say? I still think, and I don't know, uh, I think I heard Wendy say this as well, like, it's still the Lakers, right? Like something is going to happen. Like, but I wonder, like, if Dame says, uh, "I want out," I finally want out, but I only want to go to L.A. and the Trailblazers are stuck and you know have to take back a, you know, a, a just a bunch of garbage because that's what it would be. If there's something uh, a Bradley Beal wants out of Washington, is there a deal that can be made for a? disgruntled superstar or star that gets them there and then you quote unquote have this new big three like that's the only way I can see that Anthony Davis doesn't get traded but here's the thing you're going to trade what for one of those guys if you're not putting Anthony Davis in the trade who are you trading Austin Reeves now who is it you're you're offering Portland for Damian Lillard or Washington for Bradley Beal, a combination of Malik Monk, Talon Horton Tucker, and Austin Reeves. Like, who is it you're trading if you're not trading AD? I don't know. Maybe they actually do end up trading away some of those, you know, future picks that they don't want to. Like, it's it's always the Lakers. They always get a guy for you know two cents on the dollar. Like that's that might happen if one of these guys truly forces their way and says. I'm only going there, like, get it done, and you kind of just have to, like, suck it up and make the trade. Like, that's kind of the only way they get away from not trading Anthony Davis. And let me ask you this, though. Like, who wants it? Who's going to give up a lot of value for Anthony Davis? Well, the Bulls. So the Bulls might be the perfect uh, team, right, because that's his hometown, Chicago, everything else of that nature. Would the Bulls give up a lot of their play, like, some of their good assets, young assets, for Anthony Davis, how many? What? Which ones are we talking about? That's it. well. They give up. What is it? Uh, Patrick uh, Patrick Williams. Yeah, he's the guy who got hurt yeah, at the very beginning he, of the year. Correct. Yeah, sure. You give up Patrick Williams, but that's it. The Lakers. Here's the thing. L- let me let me address the first thing you said there, Mister Nuno. How the Lakers always wind up getting fi- getting people for fifty cents on the dollar. Let me tell you what they traded to New Orleans for Anthony Davis. Lonzo Ball. 
Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, the draft rights to DeAndre Hunter, plus two first-round picks, and the rights to a first-round pick swap. You tell me who got the better of that deal. Who got the better of that deal, Nuno? Oh, New Orleans did. But that's because they, I think that whole situation was mismanaged and the fact that like the Lakers, the Lakers were, mismanaged it. Yes, the Lakers mismanaged this. But I'm talking about if someone like Dame goes to Portland and says, I want out, but the only place I'm going to is here. Like, I, I think the Lakers overplayed their hand and had to make that trade. Um, I think if, if it's reverse where a guy like Dame wants out, I think Portland might just have to suck it up. Could you imagine a team right now that had LeBron James, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, DeAndre Hunter, all relatively inexpensive and whatever pieces they could have put around them? But LeBron probably only has three championships, if that's the case. Well, no, but because they're not winning the bubble. But maybe he won one last year. Maybe and so. maybe he's in a, got maybe a real so. chance to win this one. Mm-hmm. Like that, you go for the short-term fix. This is my point. So right now, here's what I will say. I do not believe LeBron James and Anthony Davis playing together will ever be the top two players on an NBA champion. Mm. I do not see it happening. And if they can't, then I don't know where. Then I think that they need to try and make some kind of move. And LeBron, I would stick with LeBron. At 37, I would stick with LeBron over Anthony Davis, who is how old is he, 27? Well, yes, and AD's health has scuttled this season and last season. Right. Last, last year, they were favored in that, series, uh, in that series against Phoenix and before he got hurt. He's 29, by the way. He's 29. Uh, Anthony Davis is 29. But still, yes, they would have won that series. But people forget, see, these playoffs, they happen, and then we forget that they happen, and especially last year because they happened at an unusual yeah. time on the calendar. This was all you know, playing out like in mid-June or whenever the heck it was. But the Lakers were going to beat the Suns, and the Nets were going to beat the Bucks. Both those things were going to happen. And then Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving got hurt. And that was it. And then and the Suns and Bucks wound up playing for the championship. <laughs> yeah. And God bless them. That's what happens sometimes in sports. But the point is, if Anthony Davis could stay healthy, he'd be an unbelievable player. But he can't. He never has. And he, I don't think there's any obvious reason to think he ever will. So I, I think that they would be well served to make that consider, at least consider making that trade. Now, you said you've got for me a variety of who says knows? Mm-hmm. All right, I want to do that coming up next. We'll figure that out. There's a million things I got coming up. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. 
Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This is a very interesting little moment that we have here. So I've got Nick Faldo, three-time Masters champion, on the Rick Shields podcast uh, Nuno has put this up here for me, and this is with the story out there that Tiger has landed, his, his plane has landed in Augusta, Georgia, and all of this speculation on whether this means Tiger Woods is going to play the Masters next week. Here was Faldo, who would be in a position to know on the reasons that a player might arrive this early at Augusta. The players now do a smart move. They might go in the week before, almost even like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. The week previous. The week previous. And they might go and have a couple of quick days quietly, which is a really smart idea. Nobody there. And they might go off and play the tournament or go home or whatever. And so the Sunday before is generally the old school who just want to go and have a bit of bit of fun and get in there early and soak up the atmosphere. Okay. So there you have it. <clears throat> so, I mean, that's just another way of saying there's no obvious reason that Tiger Woods would be there today if he wasn't at least trying to play. What did you tell me Harrig tweeted? Yeah, Bob Harrig, who now writes for Sports Illustrated, uh, just about 20 minutes ago wrote a story. The headline reads, Tiger Woods is at Augusta National today to play a practice round. It reads, he's at Augusta National Golf Club today to play a practice round and gauge whether he is fit to compete in the Masters next week. Woods arrived at the course today, this morning with his son Charlie, uh, according to a source who wished not to be identified. So he's there, and he's there to play a practice round. And he's with Charlie. Imagine being Charlie, by the way. You're 11 <laughs> and you're playing Augusta the week before. But that's neither here nor there. Nice little Tuesday. Um, yeah, th- that's, look, I mean, you don't need me to tell you. that I can't imagine anything bigger that could happen for the sport right now than that. And they, They're mired in this disaster with their second most decorated and admired champion in Phil Mickelson, a disaster of his own making. He's not going to be there to play. Um, you know, Tiger Woods coming back and playing. Look. Of all the things I've ever been around in all my years, let's, let's call it 30 years to put a round number to it, that I've been covering sports for a living one way or the other, I think Tiger winning the Masters in 19 was the biggest thing that's happened. I, I, I think it's right up there anyway. Maybe alongside Michael Jordan coming back um, in 95. Of the things that I've covered one way or another, I think that was the biggest thing. This would be bigger, right? I mean, if Tiger Woods somehow found a way to win the Masters after all of this has happened, I can't fathom. I just think just him playing is a monumental story. Right now, you can get odds. At Caesars, Tiger is 50-1 to 1 to win the Masters. You like it? Yeah, make a phone call on that. <laughs> because if you get your money back, if he doesn't play, that's right. I, you almost can't lose. All right, give me 15 seconds. We continue. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. Uh, we are rolling along. I, I have a, an update here on, on what is developing, I think, into a really, really big story. I'll give it to you in 30 seconds. After this word from Zip Recruiter, you know the job search can be a frustrating journey. It's filled with long, lonely hours on the computer and countless attempts to get noticed by employers. Well, ZipRecruiter gets it. No one wants to feel alone in their job search, and that's why ZipRecruiter's AI does so much of the work for you. They save you time by sending you jobs you can apply to with one click, and they pitch your profile to employers so you stand out. Job seekers feel the love 
Sign up for free at ZipRecruiter.com. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com. So what do we know? We know the Tiger Woods private plane has landed uh, near Augusta, Georgia, and we know that Bob Harrig, who is a very credible reporter, has posted that Tiger and his son Charlie have arrived at Augusta to play a practice round. You don't play a practice round for fun. Tiger Woods is on that very short list of people who don't just get excited to be invited to play at Augusta, right? Like the idea of playing Augusta, I would right now leave right this minute. I would say, Hembo, take the mic. If someone called me and said, Green, you get on a plane right this minute, we're going to Augusta because we're going to play a round of golf there, I would say, thank you so much for listening, goodbye, and I would be on my way. Tiger Woods would not do that. So he's there to play a practice round. A practice round can only mean... He's checking to see if he's got the game right now and the stamina and the whatever else he would need to play 72 holes of golf next week. Keep in mind, Tiger is only five months removed from the first time we saw him walk post-accident. Now, it might have been longer than that. I don't exactly have the timeline for his recovery. At no point until today did I even consider the possibility that this might be a possibility. Was I missing something, or is this something that people in the know in the golf world no, knew might be coming? you're not missing something. Uh, yes, you are missing this. Well, there had started to be a little bit of speculation about this coming out of Florida over the last few weeks, but I thought, just from my somewhat distant vantage point, and I will admit that based on my NBA responsibilities this year, I have been a little less close to the golf stuff that I normally would have been. Um, I really thought it was just a lot of wishful thinking. Like, if you had asked me when I woke up this morning, is Tiger Woods going to play the Masters? I always said, get out of here. There's no way he's going to play the Masters. Now I think he is. I don't think he's down there if he doesn't think he's got a chance. Did you watch that? That exhibition he did with Charlie at the end of last year. Do you recall that? Like, I think four the months exhibition ago. Exhibition or the father son tournament? Yeah, they rode the car. He rode yeah. the car together. I mean, do, do you recall at that time thinking, oh, that guy's four months away from playing Augusta? No, he was getting outdriven by children. <laughs> <laughs> he was unquestionably nowhere near being ready to play Augusta. Let, let me ask you a question. Based upon what we know now, will Tiger Woods hit a shot on Masters Sunday? Well, oh, on Sunday. On Sunday. Uh, it would be so stunning. But how can you bet against him? Let's put it this way. I would get... This is a, a, a cop-out, but I think it's an acceptable answer. I would bet you that if he hits a shot Thursday, he hits one Sunday. I still think the likeliest scenario here is that he doesn't hit a shot Thursday, that he doesn't play at all, which is why I think betting on him to win is not a terrible bet <laughs> because you get your money back if he doesn't play at all. So you're, you're betting at this point that he... Let's put it this way. If they announce today he's playing for sure, those odds will go down, right? For you sure. won't get 50 to 1. No chance. So this is the time to bet it. If you want to bet it, because you still... You get the out if he doesn't play. You know, I, I bet it. I need to do... I need to go back and look and see how much time elapsed between Hogan's... Uh, ben Hogan's accident and when he next played. I, I want to go back it's and check that. It's less than this. It's... I think I think it is less. It's than less that. than than from going back to the car accident. Hogan was a younger man though at the time. Was he much? Not? Yes, Hogan was in his twenties. I'm going to dig into that a little bit. Okay, we, the one way or another, that that is the apt comparison to make here. We're keeping a close eye on LT Gray, and we'll see where it goes. It is a day for the biggest stars in sports to be in the center of the conversation. The next one is LeBron James. I have made my statement as definitively as I can that if LeBron is ever going to win a championship in LA again, the Lakers need to trade Anthony Davis this off season. Um, I think that the the idea of putting those two together and trying to win a championship has run its course. 
and I believe they need to seriously consider. No, I believe they need to find a way to trade Anthony Davis for pieces that LeBron can use to try and make another run. So you said you had some who says no's? Yes, I put together seven potential, just one-for-one trades. I I have not run these through the trade machine to see if they work financially. Just Anthony Davis for blank who says no. Nuno, you do this with me too. You ready? Go. Anthony Davis for Damian Lillard. Who says no? Well, I I, I think that the the Lakers say no. I mean, uh, um, I think Damian Lillard says no. <laughs> I don't think Damian Lillard wants any part of playing with LeBron. Mm. Uh, th- that, that is my impression. That is the impression I got back at the beginning of the season when there was all this talk about him possibly being traded. And Stephen A. was reporting over and over again that the place he wanted to go was the Knicks and that his, the people around him were trying to talk him into going to Philly in a Ben Simmons deal before uh, the Harden piece heated up. And so I think this doesn't happen because I don't think Damian Lillard wants it. If it could, then it's the best possible scenario for both sides. Mm. It's as if you're LeBron, you can't ask for better than that. A legit NBA superstar, an MVP caliber player when he's healthy. And if you're the Blazers to get a 29 year old superstar in return, I think that's a win. So I don't think anyone says no except for Lillard. What do you think, Nuno? Yeah, I think uh, I have to agree with you. He's a man of few words, folks. But. <laughs> uh, no, I was looking at, you know, uh, no, no, very uh, well, what kind of odds I could get for Tiger Woods. Okay. <laughs> Nuno's why, betting why on the Masters. We, still 50 to 1, right? Nuno's going to retire on this bet. Uh, all right, give me the next one. Anthony Davis for Kyrie Irving. <laughs> who says no? Nuno, who says no? <sighs> Kevin Durant. I agree. Uh, I, I think, think Kevin, Durant, Kevin is, Durant is is running the Nets now. That's his team. And I think that's right. Kyrie doesn't even have a contract, does he? Like, what is Kyrie's contractual situation? He's, I think he can opt out and he, he can sign an extension. That's why it's kind of interesting that everyone believes that they can. And I know Kevin Durant talked about this last week where they their future you know, is bright. But like, no, like if I'm the Nets, you don't win. You want to give uh, Kyrie $200 million or whatever that's going to be for the next five years? Who would you rather give $200 million, Nuno, you know, for the next five years? Kyrie Irving or James Harden? Ooh, I can get. I know I'm going to get two years out of James Harden. So if and then, so if probably James. Hambo, who, which one of those two guys? Your team is about to hitch their horse. Wait, what do you hitch? A wagon is about to hitch your wagon to James Harden's horse <sighs> for two hundred and fifty million dollars for the next five years. How are you feeling about that? Not so good. James, the James Harden experience is a roller coaster. I was not prepared to ride like originally like I'm a numbers guy I'm a stats guy right so when the Sixers made this trade I just told myself look we got two of the 10 best offensive players in NBA history and, and then I watched the guy play and we, we got a post prime James Harden and the idea of giving him 250 million dollars he's gonna run the freaking franchise into the ground right he's gonna get in very good shape during this offseason I'm told little baby is put together like a really good workout plan <laughs> And um, it involves Nuno, like all kinds of exercises you do in clubs at two o'clock in the morning. And, and from that, I think we're going to, he's going to wind up being in prime condition. And that's why, and he's going to get it. He's going to get it. Daryl well, Morey is going to pay him $250 million so for the me, next five years. Let me ask this question then real quick. We've seen him be, you know, like he just, it hasn't dipped, but like the whole MVP case for Embiid has slightly dropped since, uh, you know, Harden has gotten there. Let's say this does end in a disaster. 
you know, second round their bounce, or or let's say they finish second and they get the Nets and they lose in a first in a, in that first round. Does Embiid go to Maury and be like, I can't with this guy, and they just figure I don't something think so. out and move on? I don't think so. I mean, I, I guess there's a scenario in which he looks disinterested in all the rest of that. I can't even fathom a scenario where they will give up everything they've given up to get him and then not not make the move long term. I, I think I think they commit to him. I think that's James Harden's team. I know you like to think it's, it's uh, Joel Embiid's team. That's James Harden's team for the next five years. What will happen is they'll fire Doc. Doc Rivers will go. He'll, he'll be the casualty, and they'll bring in somebody else. Everybody in Philadelphia that I talk to wants Jay Wright to be the head coach of the Sixers, and I'm on, or I'm on board with that. But obviously, James Harden would need to totally buy in, and I don't get the sense that James Harden's going to be James Harden again. Like He's James Harden like once every three games. Who has a better job right now, Jay Wright or Doc Rivers? Jay Wright. I mean, they could live in the same housing complex, right? I, mean, I, have no idea. I don't know where they live, but, but how close together are Villanova and downtown Philly? Where is Villanova? Villanova's on the main line. So we're talking about, it's a, it's a short drive, 15, 20 minute drive. Okay. A blank check for Jay Wright for me. A blank check. Whatever he wants. He's the best coach Philadelphia has had in any sport in years. Hmm. In years. What do you think? He's a better coach than Andy Reid in his sport? Yeah, I mean, he wins championships. It's true. He's won two, and he's got a shot at another. Uh-huh. Although, with that injury, I don't know. They, that's a terrible injury they have, right? The kid with Justin the, Moore? the Achilles? Yeah. They, I don't think they can win the championship without him. Um, okay, but I got myself sidetracked by this. But no, I like your Jay Wright idea. But anyway, going back to that, what made us... Oh, Kyrie. Kyrie. I don't think it happens because I think Kevin Durant, for whatever reason, likes Kyrie. Uh, likes playing with him, and I actually think they're going to make a make a very deep playoff run this year. I think there's a good chance they make the final, in which case they will go into the offseason with momentum. They'll re-sign Kyrie, and candidly, that's probably the right thing to do. What's the next one? Anthony Davis for Jalen Brown. Who says no? For Jalen Brown. I don't think the Celtics do it. I, I mean, really? they're playing so well right now, and, and, and that combination... The defense they're playing, what do you think? Jalen Brown's, what, 23? 20, he's super young, right? He's unimaginably young. I think if I'm the Celtics, I'm keeping him and Tatum together, add one more piece. Look, they could win the championship this year. They've been so good. Um, Now, if you were not with us at the very beginning of the show, Wendy pointed out that several of their players did not make the trip to Canada, i.e. Toronto, yesterday and that that may not have been a coincidence when asked if all these players would be eligible to play in Canada the Celtics gave a no comment one can sort of read between the lines here and figure they have some players who are not vaccinated on that team we don't know for certain who they are so I'm not going to sit here speculating but if you just look at who didn't play last night you would get some idea and it does bring up the possibility if they should have to play this the Raptors in a seven game series would they be playing it short, severely shorthanded for three of those games? It's an interesting thought. I still think they win. One way or another, Nuno, do you do it? If you're the Celtics, do you trade Jalen Brown for Anthony Davis? No, you held off this long. You don't, uh, you don't make that move. I agree. And you got another one, Hembo? I got one more. Anthony Davis for Jimmy Butler. Who says no? Jimmy Butler and LeBron together would be a fascinating combination Anthony, do you think Pat Riley wants Anthony Davis? I, Pat Riley wants a guy who's going to practice two and a half hours on the off day when they've got four games in five nights. I'll tell you a quick Riley story. 
when I was covering the Bulls, they played the Knicks in the playoffs every year. And those series were by far the most dramatic and exciting experiences I've ever had in my life covering sports. Incredible. 92, 93, and 94. Uh, Jordan didn't play in 94. Uh, Hubert Davis, now the coach of, of Carolina, factored heavily into that one. The Knicks won that year. Jordan's teams won 92 and 93. Anyway, the point is, we would cover, on the off days, we would be at the team's practices. Phil's practices... His team would come walking out of there. They just watched some film. One day he decided not to practice at all and took them on the Staten Island Ferry for like a little cruise around New York Harbor and all kinds of stuff. Like that's what the, the Bulls were doing on their off days. Riley's team would come out of practice. Patrick Ewing looked like he had just played a seven-game series in all on one day. He would walk out of practice with ice packs on his knees. They would practice two, two and a half hours on the off day during the playoff series. The difference was stark and monumental. And whether or not it impacted the outcome, I mean, is that the reason Charles Smith couldn't get a shot up at the end? Obviously not. So I am not sitting here telling you that's the reason the Knicks never won a championship or they couldn't get. I mean, a lot of people didn't beat Jordan over those years, but that just that was Pat Riley for you on the off day in a playoff series that was basically like a battle every single game. His team was practicing like it was training camp. Or like it was whatever. Like like I've never seen a basketball team practice. The only teams I ever covered on a regular basis were coached by Phil Jackson. They never had a practice like that in their whole lives. And Michael wanted to. Michael would be yelling at Phil, we need to practice harder. And Phil is like, no, we need to read a book. That was Phil's response. Phil was like, you need to read Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. <laughs> then go out and beat these guys. So what you're saying is... Pat, Pat Riley is not ready to watch Anthony Davis sit in street clothes That's correct. for every other game. Anthony Street Clothes Davis. Give the credit to Charles Barkley. It's my favorite nickname in all of sports. <laughs> and, and that is what it is. So, But that, I, I stand by that. If LeBron James is going to win a championship in L.A., it will be because they trade Anthony Davis this offseason, and I think they're going to do it. One way or another, this has been a terrific day. Keep a close eye on Augusta, Georgia. Tiger and Charlie are there playing a practice round. Does this mean El Tigre is playing the Masters? I think it does. We'll see you tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.